All right. Yay. Um, my line. Welcome to What the Friends are. <laughs> I'm Cora, and this is the first time we've been recording in person, so I'm a little it's off my game right now. a lot better. Yeah. And I'm Chris, and this is the podcast where the episode order doesn't matter, but the facts do. Jesus Christ. We're off to a great start, as always. As always. As always. Nothing has changed. Um... Guess what, Chris? What? Uh, I have another story about a severed limb. <laughs> what is with you and severed Would limbs? Would you like to guess what body part it is this week? Is it a foot? Close. A leg. Yes. Oh, an entire leg. It's an entire leg. Um, this episode's called, you guessed it, a leg to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, is it the leg from the, um, what's that Christmas movie? Uh, oh. The lamp? The, the leg lamp? Yeah. <laughs> What a morbid uh, Christmas decoration that oh, is. God, um, yeah. No, I don't believe so. Okay. But okay. Um, if you want to watch along, it is Collection 5, Episode 31. So Great. jump in <laughs> and buckle up because it's a wild ride. Um, so we're starting out in June 8th, 1992 in oh. Phoenix, Arizona. Dream location? <laughs> a dream time period? I... Can't imagine anything better. What, you said 92? 92. Little to no air conditioning <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona. Correct. In June. So hot. <laughs> so hot. So hot. <laughs> no desire. Um, so a dumpster diver found a severed leg that was wrapped in a large plastic bag. Well, okay. Compared to the hand case, at least, <laughs> like, the leg wasn't in recycling. That's true. But guess what else they found? A head? A saw. Oh, a saw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking to Phoenix homicide detectives Rico Fragoso. Wow, I should have sounded this out better. <laughs> and Joseph Petrosino. I'm sorry. Are these both Italian men? Like in Phoenix? I didn't that realize. Very Italian. I didn't I didn't know that the that was like this Italian sect. Couldn't tell Phoenix. you which one was which. Okay. They talked a lot, and I was like, I've already forgotten which one you are. <laughs> <laughs> they look kind of very similar also. Um, so they were the first on the scene, okay. okay? And Rico tells us the cases just keep getting weirder and weirder in Phoenix. Um, Great. <laughs> so many red flags. Um, <laughs> Let's move to Phoenix, everybody. Never move to Phoenix. Um, so we then see footage of some random man that was interviewed for the news or something. I don't know if it was the news. Who cares? Um, but he pretty much looked like an older version of, like, Eugene Levy. Like, oh. eyebrows and all. Uh, even older? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, oh, he was also wearing these, like, the biggest sunglasses I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. Like, he, you think women have big sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> this man has bigger ones. Um, so he says that um, it's a very scary area to live in, and since he has moved there, <laughs> there have been, quote, a lot of incidents where the cops had to be called. <laughs> Thank you for your input. <laughs> it was like, just tell us how many people have murdered you. Yeah, like, God. Just, what are they? Break-ins? Like, abductions? What are we talking about Again, here? so many red flags and yeah. panics for me. If it's um, petty theft, like, that's not as big of a deal as it is if it's, like, triple homicide. Right. I mean, the severed leg's not looking good for No, Phoenix. it's definitely not looking it's good not for Phoenix. not looking good. So, um, 
the waste management driver uh, told the police that he had emptied the dumpster just one hour earlier and that it looked like the dumpster had been moved because of it was not where he left it. I... Okay, if you were going to dump a body, wouldn't you dump it before the trash came? The trash man came? You know what I mean? In order to, like, get rid of it? Well, we'll get there. Okay. I don't think that he knew. Okay. I don't think that he paid close enough attention. <laughs> to the, the <laughs> trash like, people's timeline? you've gotten this far, maybe, like... Pay a little more attention like to where you're going. plan ahead. Yeah. Um, so, Rico's immediate thought was that the victim had probably been scattered in more than one dumpster, and he thought that they were going to have to go out and search for the rest of the body parts, which is just a horrifying um, I just conclusion. don't even know where you start looking for body parts like you that. Go, you know what yeah, I mean? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, so... Police searched every dumpster within a five-mile radius, hoping that they would find other body parts that they could match to dental records, fingerprints, or missing persons reports. But they didn't find anything. Of course not. Why would they? <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's, I don't know. So with only the leg, the medical examiner was able to determine that it belonged to a Caucasian male between the ages of 30 and 40. Wow, real vague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really narrows it down. Um, so... Philip Keene, he's the chief medical examiner, um, he tells us that uh, there were some scars on the knee, and this was helpful because it implied that the person um, either had trauma or surgery on the knee, and in this case, they were surgical scars. This implied that the person had surgery on the knee. Okay. Um, so initially, they thought um, that it would be pretty easy to identify this person because of the knee surgery. Um, but they soon learned that this was not the case because essentially all the cool kids were getting knee surgery. Oh, great. <laughs> it became a very common surgery to get. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Everyone's just lining up. <laughs> yeah. Every white male in the ages of 30 to 40. They just, Everyone's doing it. Everybody's, you know, you might as well too. Yeah, I know. God. Sign me up. Um, so Philip says that um, the muscle of the thigh... The muscle of the thigh of the leg was analyzed, and in the screening of the common drug abuse, they found a significant, they, no, sorry, they, they found significant levels of methamphetamine and trace quantities of um, some other drug that I didn't write down because this man was mumbling. Oh, good. <laughs> we love a mumbler. I couldn't figure it out. Okay. So <laughs> after, like, ten times of rewinding, I just gave up. Yeah, um, right. So, but all you really need to know is this is this, um a possible indication that this was potentially drug-related. Okay. Okay. Do you know how many times I've had to spell out methamphetamine? <laughs> <laughs> My notes. I should be, like, the spelling bee champ. Just methamphetamine. After a while, I was just, like, not even looking as I was great Courtney goes up <laughs> yeah. to the spelling bee. Methamphetamine. M-E. <laughs> oh, my God. So, mm. also... Philip was able to indicate that the victim was dead before the leg had been removed because of the absence of blood in the leg. Okay. Um, they, they classified the death as homicidal violence because it wasn't disease-related and it could not have been an industrial accident. Oh, because he was already dead. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, what industrial accident, like, removes your whole ass leg? I would like to know. And just your leg. And, like... <laughs> What industrial accident, like, leads someone to just dumping your body? Right. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> A lot of unknowns. So, um, an anthropologist measured the femur and concluded that this victim was about six feet tall. Okay. Um, there was no missing or per no missing persons reports of 30 to 40 year old white male, six feet tall, and possibly involved with methamphetamine. Uh, all right. Which, like, I'm like, who's filing a missing per person's report and, like, 
Oh, by the way. Meth user. Meth user. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that, I don't think there's like a, a little slot for that. But also, how can you tell me that there isn't someone that was like six foot white male that wasn't missing? I feel like there's always at least one missing, right? And there's gotta be somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a very general, like... Like, that's such a general description. Yeah. How tall are you? Six foot, but I'm not 30 to 40. You're not 30 to 40, but like... <laughs> like but yeah. <laughs> I'm six know. foot two, and but I guess like our friends are shorter than me. Yeah, but I also was hoping that maybe he would be shorter, so that way like it'd be like a little, a little bit, bit easier, easier or something, yeah. or like excessively tall. Right, just like ridiculously tall. Yeah. yeah, like seven foot or something. Um, it's all it's just crazy. Okay. Now, Chris. Great. Did you know? <laughs> probably didn't, but please <laughs> that tell me. Methamphetamine is an illegal street drug, commonly known as speed or crank. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I did. Did you? <laughs> Chris, are you Crank. this victim? Yeah, it is. It's me. Um, the way the narrator said it, I was like, you're clearly not doing it because the way you just like said it. Speed or crank. Crank. Like, speed. Oh my God. Okay. So by the mid nineties, author- authorities, why did I say it like that? <laughs> Pronouncing all your syllables. Blah, blah, blah. Authorities said that um, Mexican drug lords were funneling in huge amounts of methamphetamine into Arizona. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so that was happening. Um, and also, methamphetamine took uh, overtook cocaine as the number one drug of addiction by Arizona's drug treatment centers. Wow. Okay. All the cool kids were doing yeah, yeah. All the cool kids were doing meth. <laughs> and they weren't doing cocaine. No. They're like, cocaine is so last year. <laughs> cocaine is out, ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with the rise in the use of methamphetamine, also came the rise in the manufacturing and distri- dis- distribution of methamphetamine. Wow. I am talking, I'm using a lot of big words. You, so right basically now. what you're telling me is that meth was all a rage. It was just, everyone was doing it, you guys. Everyone was everyone. doing it. Like, everyone had jobs. They were making it. They were yeah. selling it. They were moving it. They were just rising up. Yeah. It, yeah. it was like a multi-level marketing yeah, marketing probably. in MLMs. <laughs> like, if you sell this much... <laughs> you uh, can be a regional you manager. You car. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. So, uh, many days after discovering the severed leg, police got a call about a missing methamphetamine dealer. Okay. Now, <laughs> the reenactment showed, like, she looked like a hot mom. She was, like, stepping under a porch, like, calling the police. <laughs> and right. I was like... This doesn't add up. No. <laughs> I was like, is she... Because I wasn't sure what to expect from this woman. I was like, is she, like, buying from this person? And they're like, you know, I haven't seen I my haven't dealer seen my in a de- while. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really she pissed been. me off. Yeah. yeah. So I was like... Anyway, she looks like a million bucks, and I'm like, this woman... There's no way this woman's on drugs. No. <laughs> and um, it was also... I mean, it was like those, like... You know those, like, really horrible black and white drug addiction commercials that are oh, like, yeah. I'm Tyler, and I'm addicted to crack cocaine. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not, Tyler. No, you're Tyler, a high school football yes. player who's that bench. Like, yes, I, like I know who you you're are. You're not doing cocaine. Yeah. It was like that. I was like, the reenactment was so cheesy. Most of these are. So, so it turns out it was her boyfriend that was missing. He was a dealer. Okay. Um, okay. So... She said it wasn't uncommon for him to leave town. I guess he would, like, go to Vegas for a few days here and there. But he would always come home, and he'd always, like, answer the phone. And I'm like, if I'm if he's going to Vegas, like, I'm coming with. Yeah. Like, you go deal with your illegal activity, and I'm going to go play the slots, How you much know? money is she making? Are they making off of this venture? I right. want to know. I, I wish I... I mean... Well, later, there, it's mentioned that, like, they made, like... <laughs> 
three and a half million dollars or something in the last year. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Lucrative. Yeah. So, uh, where was I going How with do you this? file that in your taxes? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, file that under illegal activity. Um, where am I here? Okay. Could you imagine if the federal government allowed that just so they could make tax money off it? They were like... Honestly, like, it wouldn't be strange. No, just, like, all you have to do is, like, file it under illegal activity, and, like, we're not that worried about it. We just want the we're tax money. We're not going to question you about it. The, just, like, we won't ask. The IRS just tell. wants its money. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I hate the government. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the woman said her boyfriend's name was Norman Kloss. Kloss? Kloss. K-L-O-S-S? K-L-A-U-S-S. Klaus. Klaus, but whatever. Klaus? What did I say? Klaus. Klaus. I meant Klaus. <laughs> I'm so tired of reading right now. So, also, I don't know if I spelled that right. What a weird. I didn't look name. it up. It's I like just Santa Claus. Get <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. What's I his do first not name? Know. Norman. Norman. We'll just call him Norm. Is normal. Yes. <laughs> Norman is for now on. Um. So at <laughs> Jesus. God. Um, I feel like when I write these notes, I'm writing, like, my senior research paper all over again. And I just feel anxiety and <laughs> hatred. <laughs> it just takes so long, and it's, like, four pages later. I'm, like, five pages. It's on page two of five. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> According to Word. Um, so, at first glance, Norman matched what they were looking for. He was 32 years old, six feet tall, and had under- undergone knee surgery. Oh, and he was a methamphetamine dealer. Oh. Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> so... We're told that Norman was friendly, outgoing, and social, and he had plenty of friends. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? I mean... When you're a meth dealer, you have <laughs> you to have just, friends. You know all the people. Yeah. yeah. So, the hot mom reenactor's back, and she's not having any of it. Okay. Um, so, the re- in the reenactment, the police show her a photo, um, and she kind of, like, rolls her eyes. It looks, like, super bitchy, but mm-hmm. I think that they were going for is, like, they showed her a picture of the leg, and she, like, looked up uncomfortably, uh, but it looked, but really looked like bitchy. <laughs> I was like, wow, she is really just not having any no. of it. I wonder how much they paid her. I don't know. Not enough. Probably not. So, um, the girlfriend's name is Patricia. Okay. Patty. She... <laughs> Patty. Patty and Norm. <laughs> Patty and Norm. <laughs> it sounds like an old couple that lives down the road. It does. <laughs> not drug-related no. at all. Yeah. They don't even know what methamphetamine is. No, they're like crank. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so she identified the surgical scars and the shoe and sock as the kind that Norman normally wore, but um, investigators suggested DNA testing to be 100 percent sure. That's a good idea. I mean, yeah. When in doubt, DNA it out. Right. So David, oh, these names, David Duplissa. Okay. Whatever. DNA technical supervisor. Oh, he's a he's he's in charge. Supervising. Yes. Everyone back to work. Yeah. (laughs) So um, he says that they were going to they were going to do a reverse paternity, which means they would get DNA from his parents, Um, Uh, which sounds easy, right? Yeah. yeah. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Not easy. Turns out, Norman was adopted. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. So, um, pull this car over. So, um, it was discovered that with a little more research that Norman donated a kidney to his younger sister. So, police contacted a hospital in Houston, Texas, where the transplant had taken place. (laughs) 
Memphis meth user was able to donate a kidney? I think this was 10 years prior. I don't know if he was on meth the whole time. Okay, okay. Okay. It could have been like before his meth days. Yes, like, before I meth days. We don't it know was how really big sweet meth was him before to give. 10 years. Yeah, that's well, right. It was sweet. That's nice to give. Wait, were they both adopted then? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't... Because they... No, because they were able to get DNA off this. So it must have been. I don't know. You know, because it's really hard to give a kidney. You're absolutely right. Huh. I should have looked into that. No, it's fine. <laughs> Continue. I. Anyway. Just asking really weird they questions. They contacted the hospital where the transplant transplant had taken place. Um, and cell samples are normally taken from the prospective donor to make sure that the recipient won't reject their organ. Yes. Um, so, fortunately for police, the hospital had a policy for keeping cell samples for 100 years. A hundred years? years? Yes. <laughs> a century. Yes, but it's good they did because they're they needed them. So they uh, did the DNA test. Um, DNA did match. So they had a positive idea for the victim, but now they had to ID the killer. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Um, murder. Forensic Files <laughs> loves to do that. They, they do. love to do. We figured out who the victim dun, dun, was. Yeah. <laughs> Will we ever know who the killer is? And it's like, and it's I, like ten minutes later, you do. Yeah, you do. You, <laughs> we know who it is. Yeah. So. Police began asking friends for, about Norman's whereabouts that on the day he died. And uh, Norman's girlfriend, Patricia, Patricia, was the most helpful. Um, it was learned that Norman had a colorful past, quote. <laughs> yeah. It color me shocked. Yeah. As a methamphetamine cooker. She said the word cooker? Yeah, that's what, no, that's what the guy said. Oh, I don't, the narrator. I don't know. Patty was probably like, dude, I don't know. I don't know, he made it. it. Yeah, so he said cooker twice, and they was like, I don't know if that's the correct chronology, <laughs> but also I'm not in the drug world, so what do I know? What do I know? So I just, word for word. Um, so he was probably last seen by his business partner, who was also a methamphetamine cooker. Great. We're going to leave it there. Um, a partner. It's a business partner. <laughs> yes. So his name was Graham King. And the photo they showed of him, like, automatically proved to me that he was, in fact, a killer. It's <laughs> like, this is the scariest photo I've ever seen in my life. Was he, like, in a sweatshirt? Like, it was just kind like, of, like, I don't know what he was wearing, looking. but his face, he had a lot of facial hair, and he just had, like, a very, like, straggly? dark eyes, and, like, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, and just, like... A, shark eyes? Shark eyes? What's that? It's, like, dead eyes. Like oh, they, very dead yeah, eyes. Yeah, it dead was just, eyes, like, yeah. he had, like, resting bitch face, and uh, it was, like... If I, if I had to pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> I'd pick him. Yep. So, oh, where am I going here? So, the two of them have been friends for a long time, but recently had a falling out and became rivals in the drug business. Oh, don't you hate it when you become rivals in a drug business it. with your it's best horrible. friend and business partner? Oh my god. What if we went to the drug business? And then, <laughs> and then we had a falling out and became rivals. Mr. Beans is back. Hello. Beans, we're talking about drugs. This is not suitable for you. <laughs> you're too young for drugs. Yeah. Beans. You're adorable. And just so... Fun. Last night, my mom was helping me put up those shelves, and they were coming in here. I don't normally let them in here because they go under the bed and just stay under there. And so I was like, everyone, sit down and don't move. <laughs> and then I turned my back for a minute, and they're both under the bed. Aww. Aww. He loves it. Sweet pea. Beans. You're a mess. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> oh, man. So, um. 
Tell me more. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Are you going to do that the whole time? I was waiting. He was like, he's going to start screaming. Um, yeah, we're talking about drugs. Okay, so detectives found Norman's car a block away from King's home. That's too close. <laughs> it's so close. Get rid of the car. It is so close. Why, why did he not get rid of the car? <laughs> I don't know. So with a search warrant, detectives wanted to find a safe way to search King's home. And let me tell you a little about a little bit about um, Graham King's home, shall I? Please, I'd love to know. <laughs> it was described by Forensic Files as a fortress. Um, I'm sorry. Two vicious Rottweilers guarded the backyard. Um, also, they showed a photo of the backyard, and for the most part, it looked like super scary. But like, I'm almost positive I saw a basketball hoop. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> like, hoops. Yes, drug dealers play basketball too, you guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> they are basketball players too. Yes. So, uh, there were cameras mounted outside giving him a 360-degree view around this entire circumference of his house. Yep. Okay. Um, gun ports provided a clear shot to every inch of the property. Yep, you heard that Did right. Did he have people on staff? No, it didn't sound like it. Um, and then the doors and windows were reinforced. And one of the detectives says that, um, anything less than a bulldozer was not going to get you inside in timely fashion, which was not good, because for a drug manufacturer, that would give him plenty of time to get rid of everything. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yes. So, um, <laughs> police waited for King to come outside to his car to serve him the search warrant, and once inside, they discovered an arsenal. Um, do you know, do you want to know how many weapons this man had in his Can house? I guess? Or what kind of weapons he had in his house? I don't know how many. Oh, okay. That came out very wrong. Okay, okay. But do you want to guess the weapons? Um. Uh, that might be fun Grenades? I didn't see any grenades. Okay. But that would have been fun. Shotguns? He had firearms. Okay, firearms. Lots of firearms. Okay. Um, uh, bombs? Explosives? I didn't see explosives, but That's probably. A, yeah. Honestly, what else do you have? Man. Firearms, crossbows, knives, my personal favorite, throwing stars. <laughs> Some ninja? I know. And then, oh, another one's coming in. Another cat's coming in. Hello, cat. Hi. So, um, and then my, my, they didn't, they only said firearms, crossbow, knives, and throwing stars, but then they showed a bunch of photos, and I, like, had to pause it, and, like, I found even more. So, <laughs> honorable mentions go to the meat cleaver. <laughs> the meat cleaver. <laughs> and the throwing axe. So, um. God, what a dream. This man had all these weapons in his what house. So, basically, all these weapons were hidden throughout the residence, and, um, we're told that pretty much he had pretty much every known weapon you could think of. Weapons made from 400 years ago to weapons that were made today. A collector. Yeah. An antique. He's an <laughs> yeah. antique man. Yes. So, they also found marijuana and methamphetamine, which I feel like they should have mentioned first because that seems just like nothing compared to the weapons he has. Yeah. Like, lead up to it, my friends. <laughs> yes. Lead up to Learn how to That's, put us on the edge. Yeah. God, very anticlimactic. Um, so, one of the detectives... Was he there? Well, he was, he was, but he came out, they weren't, they didn't know how to go in and, like, without raising alarm, so they waited for him to come out to go to his uh, car, and then they served him a search warrant, so. Okay. so he, there was no way he could have defended his fortress of hell. Correct, health. yes. Okay. <laughs> so, oh my god. Also, one of the detectives, like, casually tells us, he's like, he probably tasted his product a lot more than he should have, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel like dealers okay. typically don't use their supply. I mean. Because that's not very good business. Yeah, but this guy might have. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was also a cooker, Considering right? the outcome of all... Yes. So a cooker, if you will. Yeah. He So he made and used his own, and then also sold it. 
Yeah. What if it's like kombucha? Probably like made his own and then also sold it. Right. Yeah. I <laughs> same I industry. Mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> so, um, in the laundry room, police noticed that someone had recently painted the walls and floor. I have a feeling that's going to be important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, they didn't mention this, but like they showed a photo of this like table. It's like a counter. They kept calling it the laundry table. I don't know. Was this man doing his own laundry? He was doing I think laundry. He was. Remember the story I did with that guy that killed the little girl and didn't do laundry yes. and just put it in a tub? This man is the opposite. He sounds well, like a regular laundry doer. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I don't surprised. know. But like the table was like kind of painted as well and it was like this ugly green color oh, and it was like only part of the table was painted so it was like okay if you're trying to hide something you're not doing a good job just paint the whole table yeah paint it all just paint it all it was just recklessly painted it wasn't even like they didn't it wasn't like clean and cut it was just like you cover, just painted the walls <laughs> cover anything you find cover all the um, blood yeah so <laughs> so there was also a strong presence of either pine saw or clorox oh Power of pine saw, baby. I know. Power of pine saw. God. <laughs> so, um, forensic files was like Graham King was either a meticulous housekeeper or he was hiding evidence, and I was like, well, he's not a meticulous housekeeper with the way these walls fucking look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these are horrible. At least, like, make it look good. Yeah. Um. So, to find out if he was indeed hiding evidence, they removed the laundry table that had been installed into the wall, and behind the table. They found some tiny spots that they believed to be blood. Um, I have a strong feeling they probably were. Yeah, so they took they um, took samples of that and they cut out the entire wall. Um, yeah. Okay. The spots were tested with a Castlemeyer test, which reacts with the iron component and blood, and the test was positive. Oh, So good great. job, Chris. Yeah. Your context clues. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm assuming anything you tell me is important. Yes. So. The DNA from the blood spots on the wall was compared with the DNA from the muscle tissue and the severed leg, and they match. Okay, okay. Yes. So, Graham King refused to answer questions, but the police soon got a call from a friend of King's named Troy Killup. Yes. Um, Troy. So, he suspected that King had been involved with with foul play. Okay. Um, Turns out, Troy was working in King's backyard when Norman went inside, um, but he never came out. What was he doing in the backyard? Playing he, basketball? Well, in the, <laughs> right? The reenactment showed he was, like, fixing a car. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is all stop shop. Like, you just... <laughs> anything you, you need. Anything you need, we get it Graham done. King's got it. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing, but got he was it. working on something. Probably the car. Probably. I'm assuming. I'm assuming a car. So, um, where am I here? So... Troy tells police that he heard a lot of screaming and scuffling. He heard someone say, well, kill me, kill me, just fucking kill me. All right, um, great. He heard a gunshot and heard him cutting cutting a man up with an axe, which is very specific. How do you know what that sounds like? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> he said he didn't know for sure because he couldn't visualize it, but couldn't reconcile with the sounds, the things that he heard, and the fact that Norman never walked out of the house. I guess that makes sense. And yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he just heard the sound of, like, a knife and then the yeah, thoughts connected. Yeah, he was probably like, listen, I yeah. don't really know what cutting <laughs> don't up know a what man sounds an like. sounds like, but you might want to look into it. <laughs> I have a strong feeling I know what it sounds like now. <laughs> I just know it fucked me up real bad. <laughs> I think you need to go look into that. So, 
Troy apparently waited for an hour after this and then knocked on the door to collect his tools, which I'd be like, I'm out of there. Yeah, no. Right I'm, to the police station. Yeah, I, goodbye. <laughs> and I'll buy a new tool cut, fam. Yeah. Like, I'm out. King came outside wearing a different, wearing different clothes and like the reenactment showed he was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. And I was like. <laughs> it was a laundry room, so I'm sure it was clean. fashion choice. <laughs> um, so, but he invited Troy in. And once inside, Troy claims that it smelled like heavy-duty du- heavy pine saw. So he turned around and walked out. He got the fuck out of yeah. there. Peace. So, as Nancy Grace would say, bombshell tonight. We oh, have a bombshell for you, Chris. Um, apparently, they were not o- arguing over drugs or the business, but over a woman. <laughs> Jesus. Help me. I know. So... Graham King's girlfriend was involved with um, Norman and potentially became pregnant with Norman's child, and King found out. The oh, scandal, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, police believe that was the motive. Okay. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a very... Cut and dry. Yeah, so he was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Um, despite DNA testing and the medical examiner's theory that Norman was dead before the leg was removed from his body, Patricia refused to believe that Norman was dead. She believes that Norman faked his own death to avoid a drug-related confrontation. His leg. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) It has been removed from his body. His leg. Right. (laughs) Like. Yeah. Imagine the blood that he would have lost just to, like, fake right. this, or the chance of, like, gangrene. Right. It, yeah. And the fact that the lack of blood in the leg, like... Here's some information. Oh, oh. Siri wants to talk. <laughs> he has someone to information. He's gonna let us know. Um, so, as prosecutors prepared for trial, they had a challenge of getting their star witness to testify, which was Troy, yeah. the guy that heard all the... The, the cutting? <laughs> the cutting of the axe. Um, so... And then prosecutors believe that Norman went to King's house unaware that King was mad about his involvement with his girlfriend. They argued, and King shot Norman. Um, King placed the body in garbage bags, and then later that night dumped the body in various dumpsters throughout the city. Um, It's so sad they never got the rest of his body. I know, right? I hate that. Even though King cleaned and painted the area, he missed about four square feet of wall behind the laundry table that proved that that this is where the murder happened. Um... And then the only reason the leg was found so easily is because the dumpster he put it in had been cleared out just an hour before. Otherwise, police believe that they uh, would have never found it, and Norma would still be considered a missing person. Wow. (laughs) That was luck. I know, right? So the rest of his body was never found, um, and then prosecutors faced a minor setback when Troy refused to testify because he feared for his life. Um, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, yeah, this guy is no joke. He literally heard a man being cut up with an axe, so... I don't think I would testify either. No. So they were, however, able to reach a plea agreement with Graham King, and he agreed to plead guilty to two, de- two second degree murder. <laughs> two murder. I just murder. read the two, and I was like, oh right, second degree murder, and serve a sentence of twenty years in maximum security prison instead of going to trial and risking the death penalty. Maximum security prison does not sound fun. No, it does That's not. That's all I gotta say. It does not. Um. And then even now, Patricia does not believe that Norman is dead and that he will one day return. Did she tell us that? Um, yeah. There was, like, an audio clip of her talking. Oh, and she okay. was like, she doesn't believe any of it. What? Girl, <laughs> gone. Know. She, like, 
Yeah, I think she thinks the forensics are bullshit and doesn't really care. Um, hey, Great, I mean, Patty. whatever you gotta do to... <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Patty and Norm. God. I know, right? What I wonder what she thought about, like, <laughs> him with King's girlfriend. Like, I know, that's what I was wondering. They never, yeah. like, touched up on that. No. Like, it was never brought up, so I wonder if she even, like, knew... Like, as that was happening? Hmm. So, I don't know. Questions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so many questions. I don't get it. But, yeah. That's a, a crazy case. A leg to stand on. I look forward to doing more stories about severed limbs in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of severed limbs. <laughs> I, you know, they do have a lot of severed limbs in Criminal Minds. The, yeah, there they is. They do a there lot. Is. I remember one episode where there was a severed leg, and they, like, <gasps> kept it for a really long time. Ew. Yeah, he was, like, a weird, like, fetish person, and he would keep the leg. Did you ever watch that documentary? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was the guy... I think it was a foot. He lost his foot somehow, and then he kept his foot. I don't know, but, like, one of his... Some of his stuff got auctioned off or something, and the foot was in the grill that someone bought. And, like... (laughs) What? Let me look this up. Hang on. What? Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Foot documentary. I don't. That's probably not good enough. Finders keepers. That's what it's called. Oh. <laughs> Finders keepers. <laughs> yep. Just one second. Um. So yes, amputee John Wood finds himself in a stranger than fiction battle to reclaim his mug- mummified leg from an entrepreneur, Shannon. With, I don't know how to say that name. Um, who found it in a grill that he bought in an auction? I would just give it back. He did it. I would just give it back. <laughs> he made like a like a like a um oh what's the word I'm looking for like a tourist attraction out of it. No, you can have it back. He was like, "Come see the foot you, or the leg, you guys," and people did. They paid money to go see this leg. I I would say, give me money and I'll give you back your leg. It's insane. But like. It is insane. Or I would just give it back because it's not my leg. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you want to hold on to that? Hand it over to the police. Uh, like, the, the proper. Does he even want this leg? <laughs> yeah, just like give it away at your own auction. I don't know. Get it out of here. I hate that. I know. I it's hate just, that. It is the most absurd thing I've ever listened to in my life. I don't like it. Finders keepers. Finders Look it keepers. up, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so weird. Oof. <laughs> but yeah. That's it, man. Oh, my God. I can't. Well, I think it's time we did... Oh, we need to do... Yeah, 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 Social yeah. media. So, Instagram is WTFF Podcast. And then Twitter is WTFF Pod 1. Yes. And that's about it. Yeah. We're, we're happy to, to be back at it and if if you know of any more severed limb stories send them my way i'm yeah. very interested to hear about that yeah. it's become my uh, my new my new thing your new thing <laughs> i guess <laughs> covering stories about severed limbs this is a lot more fun than jazz hands i'll tell you it that really because is. like that was a sweet old man yeah but this i mean i mean this guy seemed pretty harmless too he sh- they showed a picture in the beginning of like him with a child and i'm like does he have kids <laughs> No, he's just a drug dealer. Because, like, when you think of drug dealers, you don't normally think they have, like, a family life. Like, a good, healthy (laughs) family life. Well, apparently he had, he was about to have a baby with, like... He had Patty and the baby on the way. way With another lady. We don't know. I mean, honestly, at this point. Crazy. Well, like, subscribe, and... (laughs) 
Comment below. Comment okay. below on our YouTube video. Oh my God. But bye. Bye.